how have you been? Pretty good. How about you? You're having another IVFS. It's IVIG. IVIG. Yeah, with beach basically just means intravenous. So IV, like you get an IV when you go to get Uh Okay. And IG stands for immunoglobin. Okay. It's basically intravenous immunoglobin with donated immunoglobin. Wow. I do it in here in my office. So if I doze off, it's like all of a sudden it's like, whoosh, I hear the yeah, blood pressure call. A lot of power napping. Because <laughs> the Benadryl Short makes napping. you so tired. I don't know if Benadryl makes you tired, but it makes me tired. I just learned how to say nap in ASL. Oh, how do you say it? You just put your hand on your cheek and put your face on it. Oh, I like that. <laughs> like you're napping in your hand. I love that. Yeah. I've been wondering about that. How have you been doing with learning the ASL? Because I know that you weren't able to um, do that immersion program. Yeah, because I didn't pass the entrance exam. That I still, I can't. <laughs> but so I, I dropped out of my ASL class last uh-huh. term because it was starting to get into, um, it's mostly people who are preparing for the interpreter program. And so they were learning a lot of medical terminology that I was just like, I don't think I need to learn this. No. Um, and it was taking so much time. So I just dropped yeah. it mm-hmm. and mental energy. But then I was in a meeting the other day and one of the people in the meeting asked if we could change the time of our meeting. And then she said it it was because she's doing a queer ASL class. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? Yeah. What is this queer ASL class? (laughs) And how do I join? And now I'm doing a queer ASL class. Oh my gosh. How cool is that? It's cool. And it's, I've taken like five and a half ASL classes at the community college here. Mm -hmm. I'm taking queer ASL two. (laughs) And I'm like, this is great. It's not stressful. <laughs> it's not at all though, right? Or is it stressful? It's not stressful. No, because cool. I've taken so many more classes, <laughs> but I'm learning so much more than I did in the other classes because they're teaching stuff. They're like going slow. And when they use a new sign, they explain what the sign is. So I'm learning, I'm actually learning more, I think, than I did in any of those other classes. That's why I always say the universe has your back. Yeah. And it's it appears, right? It appears that it's like this is like you're supposed to go one direction. Yeah. And then something stops you from going that direction. Yeah. And then you're doing something else and something stops you from doing, and then now you're in the perfect situation perfect yeah and I can take I think that they have a few more classes after this one so but I'm definitely learning learning a lot and not stressed out and the homework doesn't take very long and it's fun and so and that's what it should be it should be fun yeah the other classes were stressful and not that helpful so I'm also glad that I didn't get into the immersion program Mm -hmm. because it seemed like it was going to have a lot of ableist problems. Yeah, right. Exactly. And it started out with ableist problems. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, but, if that part is, is like that, you know, the whole thing's going to be that way. Yeah. 
So in the queer ASL, are there other people that are losing their hearing or is it still so. all people that are either learning it maybe for a family member or they're learning it to be an interpreter or just learning it to so they just it? want to? I don't think that there are any other hard of hearing people, um, okay. but the instructor is deaf. Oh, really? The, I think the ASL instructors typically are deaf. I think it's sort of. Uh, they need from, to be. Yeah. And I think it's sort of frowned upon for hearing people to teach ASL. Yeah, I think so. I'm thinking that the experts are going to be the deaf people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I think it just feels wrong for hearing people to learn it from other hearing people, like for fun or something when it's like a whole culture. It is right. It's a whole nother language. It's just, it's another language. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really enjoying that and it feels like it's adding to my life and not draining me, not taking oh, away. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really happy. About so are you feeling like you're getting more comfortable communicating with ASL? I mean, the conversations that we have, we do it over Zoom and then we go into breakout rooms and we'd say, how many animal, how many pets do you have? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. What are your pets like? And so I feel a lot more comfortable with those kind of conversations. Yeah. We didn't even have conversations in the old classes I was taking. We just sat there and the instructor just signed the whole time. So I realized I actually couldn't sign. Like I don't, didn't know how. Because so you know what that's making me think of? Of any classes like you take to learn another language, uh-huh. they don't teach conversational. Like my kids have had, I can't tell you how many years of Spanish they have because my my husband's family is from Ecuador. And so mm-hmm. Spanish is their, obviously is their first language. Mm-hmm. They can speak English. And my kids have had so much Spanish, but they can read it and write it, mm-hmm. but they can't have conversations with it because uh, they don't teach. Oh, that's that too bad. In the schools, right? I mean, it's like you have to go to someone, something else to learn how to just have, con- that's all you really want to do is to have a conversation. That's really what you need it for, I think. <laughs> right? I don't, need to <laughs> ru- I don't need to know the grammatical correctness of how to, you know. I just need to know how to sign something. Right, you just need yeah. to know how to, yeah. So these classes are pretty much the whole thing is we're in a breakout room with different people over and over just practicing we're just signing with each other over and over. So we're actually practicing conversation. That's the only way to learn. I mean, that's the yeah. only way I could possibly learn. it. Yeah. And no, I don't think anyone else, I don't think anybody could learn it without doing it. Right. So very pleased about it. Yay. Yeah. Thanks. I'm happy. <laughs> that's exciting. Yeah. Thank you. And I, I got a couple, you... couple friends are also doing, they're doing the level one class too. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. It's nice. I would be able to, if we were over a screen, uh-huh. I'm sure that I, I would be able to, if I also, if I learned it, uh-huh. I would be able to see your face and stuff on the screen, you know, because yeah, that's right. you're so big, because mm-hmm. I you know like. that you use a lot of facial expressions uh-huh. to communicate with ASL, right? Uh-huh. So it'd be so at some point we would not if you got to the point where you only have to use ASL. <laughs> we would I would oh, be able to see it. That's the thing. So if we were in person, you can like we could communicate through like sign that's touch. Oh, okay. 
but that doesn't work on Zoom. No, but on Zoom, I can see your face. Yeah, you can see my face. In real life, I'd have to be like one inch, like two inches from your face. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It'd be a little little uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) With the whole like six feet thing that we're supposed to do. (laughs) (laughs) And it's still, I wouldn't be able to tell because... Yeah. So it's actually the best for me is seeing you over a screen, which is weird. The best for me to hear you is over the screen too. See? That's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Thank you, Zoom. Yeah, right? <laughs> we would have never known. Yeah, because I can have my headphones right on top of my hearing aids. The sound is just piped right in. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. And yeah. I, don't, I can't usually hook up my headphones to somebody's body in person. <laughs> No, you couldn't do that. I guess I got to have carry... my phone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And oh, yes. My headphone. Yeah. Yeah. And so you could have, we would both be on the phone. Uh-huh. Like you'd hook your headphones up to your phone. And then yeah. I would talk talk through to you through my phone. Yeah. See, technology, even though there's some technology that's scary and weird, but. Right. And annoying. Like right. social media is. I mean, I know there's good parts of it, but it's also, but this kind of stuff is helping us so much. <laughs> it's helpful. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm thinking about scary technology because maybe the backup plan would be to 3D print another version of myself with, <laughs> without, without hearing loss or to get an, an artificial intelligence version of myself. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I'm wondering, I'm wondering about, I've always wondered about virtual reality. Uh, So my daughter just told me that Facebook is going to become a virtual reality community. That's terrifying. And I don't know if you read the book, Ready Player One, Mm -mm. or saw, or saw the movie. Mm -mm. So the book is really good. It's right. kind of a science fiction, futuristic type thing. Uh-huh. And then Steven Spielberg made a, a movie out of it. And the movie was actually really good. They couldn't uh, obviously do, you can never completely do what's in a book, but they did a great job with it. Uh-huh. But that is the premise of that book is oh that God. everybody uh-huh. is living inside of virtual reality. So uh-huh. it's crazy to think about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So when she told me that, I'm like, oh no, it's starting. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> if it'll happen in my lifetime. Oh, how would you feel about being in a virtual reality community? Well, here's the thing for me, I thought, yeah. well, because I can't travel anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It might be. And then I'm thinking, can I, will I be able to see in virtual reality? If you're wearing like a head uh, thing on your eyes. So it would be right. And maybe you could make things bigger. I mean, I just don't know. I've never, I've always been so curious though about trying some type of virtual reality thing where, I I mean, it feels, it feels real when you're doing it. Yeah. Wow. I know. So is it, is it, am I going to be able to travel to Europe and just sit in my, yeah. I mean, that would be sit in my house and travel to anywhere in Europe. I'm, I mean, I I'm don't know. sure it seems like it. It'll happen someday. I bet you anything. It seems like it won't be that long. 
I bet it's not. Everything's moving so fast. Yeah. And that would be really cool. It's cool and scary at the same time, just like what we're talking about, right? Because this technology, there's so many things that have created an advantage for me. Because Mm -hmm. if I can't see something, I take a picture of it with Uh my phone and Uh just I can make it as big as I want. And then Uh I can see like a a prescription bottle or something. I can't see that. Right. Uh But I can take a picture of it. Yeah. Blow it up. Yeah. Yeah. And then I can see the number, you know, or whatever. And I do that with a ton of stuff that I want to read a label or something. I just take a picture of it. Yeah. And some of the medical technology. I mean, and I think about, so well, I have those like implants in my eyes too, that didn't exist like 20 years ago, 15 years ago. I don't think. You have implants in your eyes? Yeah. I have implantable columnar lenses in my eyes. What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Why have we never, why have we never talked about this before? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I have uh, like 10 years ago. Everything's 10 years ago. It was, um, but I remember you talking about having heart contacts when you were young that were very painful and caused a lot of vision problems. My corneas got messed up and then I couldn't wear contacts anymore, but my vision is so, I didn't know how how bad my vision was. It's like the eye doctors would be like, would look at my prescription and go, Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, but you're an eye doctor. It's your whole thing. And they're you're like, not I supposed know, to but... say that. Yeah. Oh, whoa. <laughs> so if you were to try to wear glasses, they would just be. I just had, I just, I did wear glasses for a very long time and I had like very bad headaches and stuff like that. They couldn't the vision was so distorted because the lenses were so thick. Oh, that's um, terrible. And I was so embarrassed because I was like in my 20s and I was like, I have to wear these ugly glasses. You know, I feel, you know what? <laughs> I, that sucks. It, it was, it was, it was. I mean, there's no, time. there's no way around it other than that seriously right. sucks. Yeah. But then I had a friend whose wife, had this surgery and she had a really similar set of things that happened. And she had this surgery where they just put in like an extra lens. So like I already, you already have like your natural lens and then they put in another one. It's a prescription lens that's like in my eye. That is really cool. It's amazing. I know it changed. It changed everything. That's amazing. They get cataracts really easily and stuff. So, but, but, but can it be replaced then? Then it can be replaced. Yeah. And I have okay. big, I have big halos around everything, but it's like, oh yeah. Cares. Yep. Yeah. Everything around, I have all that. Except mine are starbursts now. Oh, oh it, it changed. I had, yeah, I had halos and then they took my cataract out, which it was good. You know, it was to yeah. that point point where it was super cloudy. Like I just, you know what I mean? You have to take it out. Yeah. Yeah. And for some reason after that, everything, all the lights are huge starbursts. Oh no. I wonder Mm -hmm. why. I know. I asked the, you know, it's like, they only know so much, you know, there's like, I have no idea. That's the answer. That's that's weird. I have no idea. (laughs) You know, like I've never heard anybody say that before. It's like, well, Ugh, not not making it up. <laughs> yeah. I know. So I know but the yeah. halo. 
you can really empathize with somebody with vision problems because you've actually experienced it. Yeah. I mean, if it, I didn't have the surgery, I guess I was legally blind because it wasn't correctable. Yes. Anymore. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing that that, but then, that that surgery. But then it was. And then I was like, this is just how it is from now on. And then one day it was like, never mind. <laughs> that's so, that's so weird to think that's about. That's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. And so now is your vision is like, what is it? Like 20s? What? It's like 2020. No, it is. But I have a stigmatism. I have like pretty significant stigmatism that I just ignore. Yep. So I know that too, because I also had a stigmatism when I I had 2020 vision until Uh I started with my eye issues, but I did have an astigmatism with that 2020 vision. So I know what you're saying. Everything is not a hundred percent clear. Like, yeah, it's like a little trying to read street signs and things like that. Isn't, um, it's weird. It doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's like, it should work, but it just doesn't. (laughs) doesn't. Yeah. It's like, well, how can I have 2020 vision, but I still can't see that street sign very well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so you have a little bit of that and then some halos around uh, lights and things, right? Yeah. 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 So it's like, it's okay. I'll take, I'll take it. You'll take it. Cause just take it. Like one of my fears, which uh-huh. I don't think about very much. I used to, but I'm not that afraid of it anymore. But what was be losing my hearing because mm-hmm. my hearing is so important to me now. Yeah. Where probably for you, your vision is so important to you mm-hmm. because you're using it when you don't realize, you know, because I don't realize that I'm using my ears to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> And exactly. you're using your eyes to hear. Exactly. Yeah. So thank God they fixed your eyes. That's that would be really sucky. Yes. Yeah. Very lucky and grateful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm afraid of losing my smell and taste now from COVID. I've done that. You did, but and it came yes. mostly back or yes. Um, oh. it took almost a year. So long. Yeah. Cause I think, let's see, I caught COVID in, I think the second week of November last year. Mm-hmm. So it's my year anniversary coming up. It was right before Thanksgiving. Oh my God. Yeah. I can't believe it's been that long. I know. Yeah. And I noticed in September. So over the time it was gone for a long time. And then in September, it started coming back in waves. Like I would suddenly be like, Oh, I can smell that, you know? Mm. And then it would go away. But now it seems very, I think I've got it all, all the way back to where because I know. And I, I'm really sensitive to smell. Uh-huh. I think you have that too. Like the highly, sen- we're highly sensitive. HSP. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I'm super sensitive to smell. And so it used to be my superpower, right? I would be like, mm-hmm. do you smell <laughs> And you're like, no, Uh (laughs) it's like, something's not right. I can smell, you know, Mm -hmm. things that aren't right. Wow. So I noticed not yesterday, but the day before, or maybe when I don't remember, but I have this big pole to put the medicine in, or you can have this little, like a little pack, like a fanny pack kind of thing that you can put it Uh in so that you're more mobile. You know, you don't have to drag the pole around, Uh but guess what? That pack smelled like that chemical smell that you get, you know, when you open a new 
Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That, chemi- that chemical smell. Yeah. And I'm can... sitting and I'm sitting there and I'm starting, I, I, I'm getting a really bad like sinus. My sinuses hurt. And then I started noticing, I think, you know what? It's that thing. It's given me a headache. It's not the medicine. It's the actual bag. It was the bag. I said, we have to remove the bag. Can you wash it? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, oh, that maybe you could. You know, it's got all the plastic clips on it and all that stuff. But, oh, bummer. But anyway, but that made me go, oh, my smell is back. They're like, oh, yay. <laughs> yeah, because for a long terrible. time. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I can smell my dog and she stinks so oh, bad. But that's <laughs> she, amazing. You can smell I know. Stella. I can smell it. Because that's I like a form of connection. Yes. And I couldn't... Uh, the longest time I didn't know she, I, I would be like, I know she has to smell because I haven't given her a bath for, you know, three weeks. Mm-hmm. So I know she smells, but I couldn't smell her, mm-hmm. but I can smell it again. So if anybody that has had COVID and lost their smell, give it a year and it'll uh, come it back. It comes back. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. My, ta- my taste came back a lot sooner. That's so interesting. Yeah. Isn't it? Well, so you've been through the ringer with every sense except for hearing lately. Yes, that's right. Because my right, my uh, dominant hand is numb and I can't feel with it. So I've lost my feeling in my dominant hand. It's a good thing that you have so much earth in your chart. (laughs) That I'm grounded. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, how do you stay grounded? (laughs) I know. Without... The use of so many senses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But you said you did it during that time. Like you didn't, that was the time you didn't stay grounded. Yeah, it's true. I did. I lost, uh, I, I really didn't know what it was too much because I am just so grounded. Um, How do we even know if you can't smell, taste, or <laughs> see very much or feel? How do we even know that we're on the ground? Sounds, I guess. I guess, yeah. Sound, breath. Breath is that always here. That stays. I personally believe that breath, if I get to the point where I lose my breath, I'm like, I'm done, folks. It's time for me to exit the yeah. planet. Yeah. Well, I think that's actually how that works. <laughs> right. So. If I don't have my breath anymore. I think that I mean I think it just sucks so right though like to have to have problems breathing oh you know because some people do with their yeah their, lung, yeah. their lungs aren't um a hundred percent you know mm-hmm. yeah and I think that if I lose that because breath my breath mm-hmm. is my world yeah that is just like so well when when you had covid did you have any trouble breathing or you mostly had? Yes. At the beginning, uh-huh. I had some trouble with breathing, but I somehow managed to get through it. I do remember, I think two nights I was up and I was just kind of pacing because of the breath, mm-hmm. but I got through that. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Breath is. That's a big one. Breath, I feel like is almost, that's our connection to the higher self or Hmm. 
you know? That makes sense. For me, it is somehow. Well, and it actually does, even scientifically, if we change the way that we breathe, it actually changes what we perceive. Ooh, really? Yeah, because if we're breathing shallow, then our whole fight or flight system gets activated and mm-hmm. then our attention gets narrow. I don't mm-hmm. know if I told, like one of my favorite things about that is that um, that we have a muscle in our, I guess in our middle ear that changes shape depending on how we're breathing or if we're in fight or flight or not. Yeah, so it, it's, no. it changes shape when we're breathing shallow so that it's easier to hear low frequency predator sounds get out (laughs) (laughs) and then when we're breathing fully like slowly and like especially long exhale it changes shape so that it's easier to hear human voices oh my gosh the body is freaking unbelievable isn't it it's so cool that is uh, that's just it just blows your mind with what the body just does on a regular basis. It does. And it, so you're yeah. like literally accessing a different version of yourself if you breathe. Okay. Yeah. So maybe that's it because I lived with anxiety, uh-huh. high, high anxiety from early childhood and panic attacks. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if, and that all just kind of changed for me when I got to the point of, you know, no return. I don't know what else they call it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where I started realizing that the breath is my go-to friend. It's like, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's the place to go to if, you know, something's scary or, you know, you have a fearful thought travel through you or mm-hmm. you're being triggered by something in your environment mm-hmm. to have the wherewithal or the consciousness to stop and focus on breath mm-hmm. can just change it. Yeah, it's very hard to do when you're in a panic. It's very hard to turn it around. Yeah, because it feels like you need you need the panic yes. to survive. But most of right. the time, like that's really rare that you actually need it to survive. <laughs> you don't. I mean, it right. If you're being attacked, yeah. I mean, you're literally being attacked, or yeah. Then you, you need know. the adrenaline and right all that. Yeah, yeah. But um, but usually it's like, oh my god, what if my <laughs> friend doesn't like me? Right. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, for me, I'll be like, did I say that? Yeah, I should have said that. <laughs> oh my god, what did they think of me because what I said they, that? Yeah. What are they gonna think of me? Yes. And then you're like, I better run really fast. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Or, um, I know that for me, like certain physical things, if like a physical symptom would show up, yeah, it would send me into a panic. Totally. Like I remember at the beginning of when I was starting to switch, I had to switch over to like Eastern medicine, acupuncture and all that. I was getting this really loud ringing in my ears Mm -hmm. and that I would send me into the biggest panic. I can't, Mm -hmm. I, I would so panic. And then, um, because I had, had had a migraine, I just had chronic migraine all the time. And 
when I switched everything and I finally slowly, the migraines went away mm-hmm. and I don't have them anymore. They're gone. Woo-hoo. I know. And, but if I get a headache, my body will start to panic. Oh my God. Here it comes. Yeah. Yep. And that's like, my body thinks, oh, it's going to come and never go away again. It'll never go and away. I, it's yeah. Okay. And so I have to talk myself and say, no, this is just a regular headache. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets them. Mm-hmm. It's normal. And it'll come and it'll go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your and voice breathe. just got your voice just got like really comforting when you said that too. <laughs> that's how I talk to myself. Yeah. yeah. That's really helpful. Yeah, because it's hard. It's hard to do, but um mm-hmm. once you start doing it, it becomes habitual kind yeah. of so that it's not hard anymore. Eventually it becomes just a normal reaction to it's like, Oh, it's just a headache. I've been having to implement that more lately because I'll tell you what I did. I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you why. It's okay. because it's because I had a little bit of bread one day and then I was like, that was delicious. And I think it, I feel fine. And so then for the next like four days, I had a ton of bread. <laughs> and, then, and then like a whole time, like, why don't I feel right? <laughs> like, why are my ears ringing so loud? Why am I so disoriented? I'm like, it's because you had so much bread <laughs> and it's so tasty. And you knew this would happen because then I opened the door to the bread and then I started having candy. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) And I was like, oh, everything's fine. I'll just eat everything. (laughs) I didn't go so far as to eat cheese though, but. Oh. I won't, I won't do that unless it's an accident. Because you. Yeah. Okay okay with. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's one of those things. I'm the same way. Where. I have a little bit of something and I think, oh, I'm good. I will eat tons of it. I can have more. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, no, you can't. (laughs) I can't regulate that at all. It turns out. (laughs) I don't have that either. I don't have that regulation. No, I have, I have to keep, I, there's nothing in my house. Yeah. Same. Have to keep it away from me. Yep. I have zero willpower. Same. Zero. (laughs) Now, when I first started all of this, I was so ill mm-hmm. that I was sick enough to be like, I don't want it. And then it's slowly and slowly and slowly yeah. as I got um, healthier and healthier. It's like, oh, well, maybe I'll just try a little bit. Maybe yeah. I'll just have a bite of this gluten-free brownie because I had eliminated sugar for a long uh-huh, time. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, I'll just have a bite of this gluten-free brownie well yeah and uh it's like oh it was so good and And then it's like well maybe i'll have another bite of the brownie yeah (laughs) Yeah. at a certain point it's like it couldn't hurt to just have a brownie (laughs) no it can't and And it really doesn't but it's the oh well i can have another because I felt fine after eating that brownie. I can have and multiple have, brownies every yes. day. Yes. That, yeah. <laughs> and then I get a full-blown sugar addiction. <laughs> it's like, all right, here we go. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I still try to re- have to regulate that. It's tough. Uh, so uh, 
It is because yeah. I I love chocolate, but I do I I'll eat dark chocolate, and it's okay. I don't eat very much of it because it yeah, is so rich okay. and so strong that oh, I can't in there too. Yes, I can't yeah. overdose on it because I get my heart starts beating crazy and stuff. So yeah. I I know enough to I can regulate myself with that. But yeah, are we funny with the food? I can't, it's so hard, isn't it? Oh, food is delicious. It is. Bread is so good. I forgot. (laughs) It's like, it's like, I feel, I get mad at myself when I try something because it's like, shit, if I didn't try it, I wouldn't remember how good it was. Yeah. And I feel so different. Like I, I have to have, I had to have so much bread every day. And then I feel like so much worse. (laughs) I feel like I remember when I was on the anti-inflammatory diet and I was like, I feel like my brain is more functional and like everything is more functional. It is. The ringing in my ears is not quite as crazy. And that was nice. But also this bread is good. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, yeah, if moderation. Yeah, I'll work on that. I, yeah, no, I don't know if that'll be a thing for me. I'm either always all the way the way on one end of the scale or all the way on the other end of the scale. Same. So, <laughs> well, I want to read the poem that you sent in between. Oh, was that. It, isn't that beautiful? It's so good. I'm going to look it up. It's a blessing for those exhausted or yeah. exhausted or something like that. For one who is exhausted. Yeah. For one who is exhausted. A blessing by John O'Donohue. When the rhythm of the heart becomes hectic, time takes on the strain until it breaks. Then all the unattended stress falls in on the mind like an endless increasing weight. The light in the mind becomes dim. Things you could take in your stride before now become laborsome events of will. Weariness invades your spirit. Gravity begins falling inside you, dragging down every bone. The tide you never valued has gone out, and you are marooned on unsure ground. Something within you has closed down, and you cannot push yourself back to life. You have been forced to enter empty time. The desire that drove you has relinquished. There is nothing else to do now but rest and patiently learn to receive the self you have forsaken in the race of days. At first, your thinking will darken and sadness takes over like listless weather. The flow of unwept tears will frighten you. You have traveled too fast over false ground. Now your soul has come to take you back. Take refuge in your senses. Open up to all the small miracles you rush through. Become inclined to watch the way of rain when it falls slow and free. Imitate the habit of twilight, taking time to open the well of color that fostered the brightness of day. Draw alongside the silence of stone until its calmness can claim you. Be excessively gentle with yourself. Stay clear of those vexed in spirit. Learn to linger around someone of ease who feels they have all the time in the world. Gradually, you will return to yourself, having learned a new respect for your heart. 
and the joy that dwells far within slow time. It's beautiful. It's just like, it's so perfect. Mm-hmm. I think, where does that come from? Did he, he I, I wonder, it's like, have you, has he experienced that? Or did he experience it? Or is it channeled through him? I don't know. It's just beautiful. Yeah. And so per, it's so perfect. Thank you for sending that. It's so true. Yeah. Those of us who are exhausted. <laughs> hmm right i was just thinking about the line take refuge in your senses did right? you get that yeah yes i did uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. i remember when i first started meditating mm-hmm. and i would panic because i would hear the ringing in my ears and then mm-hmm. i would have this belief that i couldn't meditate oh yeah because that is always going to It's like, it's not possible because that's always there or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. But you could say that about anything. Like I can't meditate because of back pain or I can't meditate because of just have too much anxiety. I can't meditate because whatever. Yeah. How did you get past that? Hmm. Don't know. (laughs) Just happened. Like you just said, okay, I'm going to meditate anyway. Well, I think it was like a practice. So, I mean, oh, because part of the meditations are sometimes about what you hear, like mm-hmm. pay attention to the sounds you hear in the room and outside the room. And then I would freak out. Mm-hmm. Like, am I supposed to hear sounds? I don't know. Yeah. I think that eventually I had to learn to break the rules. So mm-hmm. instead of doing that, I would just focus on my breath. Okay, so yeah, we've had a lot to chat about today. And I think we're probably yeah coming to an end. We can do a little guided practice. Yes. Okay. So I can go ahead and find a position that is as comfortable as possible. And maybe taking three breaths with a big audible release on the exhale. So and then allowing the breath to return to its natural rhythm. Noticing the expansion of the belly with each inhale. The belly expanding like a balloon. Maybe the ribs, the ribs expanding out to the side with each inhale. And noticing with each exhale, the belly collapsing, getting smaller. Deflating like a balloon. And the ribs gently moving inward with each exhale.
and imagining that there's like a little campfire inside the belly. Not too big and hot, but just little and warm. Right in the center of the belly. See if you can actually feel or sense into the warmth on the inhale and the exhale. So you're really settling into the belly. You might even hear the crackling of the campfire. And then you might imagine that everybody you love, animals you love, the people you love, maybe even plants and trees, all have this little warm glowing campfire inside the belly that crackles and moves and dances with the breath. And if you zoom out, you can see them glowing like little fireflies all over the place. And we'll just take another few full deep breaths with this imagery of being a little glowing campfire among little glowing campfires. Taking a moment to acknowledge yourself for showing up for yourself like this. Taking a moment to acknowledge the breath. Acknowledging any of your beloved animal or human or plant friends that showed up in your mind. And when you're ready, can slowly release any imagery sense into the chair, the surface that you're sitting or laying on and allowing the eyes to gently open if they have been closed. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank I you. love that imagery. I love that. To picture a little campfire and everybody is so cool. <laughs> I like yeah. it. It's comforting. It is really comforting. I like it a lot. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, I never know what's going to come out of my mouth. So thanks for going <laughs> on that little adventure. <laughs> I love though. That's the best things, right? When you just let go uh -huh. and let whatever flow out of you, that's going to flow out of you and, and not, and don't uh, censor it or whatever. That'll be our t-shirt. Let go and let flow. Ooh. <laughs> That and I'm going to put my damn hand on my damn heart. <laughs> I'm going to put my damn hand on my damn heart. <laughs> okay. okay, well, goodbye. We'll Bye. see you soon. Good to see you, Sherry. Bye.